0: Hey everybody, it's Bevin. Uh, you're listening to Bevan, a femme over forty and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevin. Uh, I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Okay, so I awkward opening and it stays. Uh, I am having a slumber party podcast tonight. Um, it's just you and me. We're at a slumber party. It is already like um, a million midnight, um, <laughs> twelve whatever in the world a.m. Right, like. I'm like, when I get up late, because I've just had a lot of projects like back to back to back to back, um, I'm like, in a special place with myself. But I have to say, I just thought, you know what, let's do the podcast a solo episode because I was like, I had a long streak of interviews with folks because I was really like, I mean, I just had people in my life who I thought could add value to y'all. So I wanted to get them on the podcast and tell you all about them. But then also, I don't think I've really had a solo episode in a while, and I wanted to talk about what I've been growing through lately. Um, Part of my work in the world is to help leaders get free in their minds and bodies. And I say it specifically like that because of some revelations I've had um, in the past couple of years. Um, For the longest time, from about 2008 until a couple of years ago, I was Uh, my mission in life was to make the world safe for people to love themselves. Um, And I was doing that through the radical pursuit of my joy, like the relentless pursuit of my joy, like trying to figure that out. And so I chronicled that in so many different ways, like a blog, podcasts, a a different podcast I had before. Um, I've had, you know, I do, I've done performances. I did a body positive queer nightlife thing. Um, I've just always had something that like, connected to people, right? And so now I'm kind of like in this process of adding more to um, or being more consistent in more places at the same time, which requires a lot of effort. Um, But I'm finding it really gratifying and exciting because I'm hitting new milestones in my business that I didn't anticipate. So um, in this episode, I just want to talk about some things that I've been growing through some things that I'm excited about and like, um, really kind of the celebration and the like, Oh, here's where, like, I know I can level up. Right. Um, and part of that is, um, shifting over to leaders. Like it takes, I realized the things I was offering, right? Like ultimately what I, what my life, um, kind of, I was made for this thing, right? The Venn diagram of like who I am. If you've done any business seminar ever, ever about like what business to start, you like have to really niche down to like, what can you offer? Right. Right. And so it turns out my thing is fat kid dance party aerobics, which if you've never heard is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. If you've ever been called too fat, too much, or felt too awkward to dance, this is the supportive class for you. I have folks who do Ironman who take my class. I have folks who have not danced in public ever in their whole lives who take my class. It is like all the way the gamut, and everyone is welcome and everyone already belongs exactly as they are. Um, I feel like it's my life's calling to me. It just means so much to me. Right. And, um, what I realized was what I was asking people to do was show up for their own self care, which requires self leadership. And then I was like, aha, it's not like, cause at first I thought, Oh, I'm going to make the world safe for people to love themselves. Meaning like dismantle the system, like, uh, fight the power. Right. All of that kind of stuff. Very, um, of easily offended, like wanting to like come for people. Right. And then basically eventually I realized, I think the very most powerful revolutionary work is teaching people how to think differently about their bodies and themselves and value what they have to offer so that they can thus offer that thing that they can uniquely provide to the universe. Right. That is a revolution, right? Any person um, I think one of my favorite quotes is like, we wildly, underestimate how much we can change and we overestimate how much we can change others and when you're really concerned with others other people's opinions and what other people think you should be doing right when you're really concerned with that you're not living a happy life (laughs) and you deserve to live a happy joyous life on this earth whatever that means to you Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody you know so anyway, I think it takes self leadership to do the work to be able to get free and to keep growing in order to because I think growth is part of enjoying life and like leveling up um, is it's actually kind of fun. When I think about it, it doesn't feel fun always because a lot of times it feels really uncomfortable, you know, like anything new is uncomfortable for a while. Um, I have been working on these like self care packages and sending to people because um, I love people. I love self care. Um, I love connecting with people. And so I'm like doing this thing. It's like a crafting thing, but it's also like, I don't know. It's just a lot. And I'm having a lot of self-doubt about it, which is so weird because my therapist pointed out this to me in in a session. My therapist said this to me, um, Bevan, you could go on stage in front of 5,000 people right now and not be nervous at all, but you're nervous about sending packages to your friends. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like that's uh, you're really (laughs) summarizing what, what I'm going through right now. Um, I think I'll say given how, yeah, no, that, that was really how it went down. It was a very surprising thing. And I was like, wow, we all have our areas to grow. Right. I love it. Um, and I just, I've just realized that the common denominator and all of the experiences of like lost friendships and lost relationships. And I just want to say that those heartbreaks are grief and grief is real and grief is something you have to feel in order to move through. Um, and those heartbreaks Like even, you know, just with slumber party friends, right? Like you get real close to someone and then like you kind of have friction and a fall apart and that's hard and you need some grief around it, right? Um, And part of moving through grief, I find, or something that's effective for moving through grief is grief is personal growth. Like figuring out ways that you can kind of level up or change a little bit. Um, So something that's been super helpful to me, I touched on this today in my vlog. You know, I have a self-care... Party YouTube channel, right? It's Self Care Party is the name of the thing. You could subscribe. I have a vlog that just went up today. I make the case that I believe Easter, Passover, Spring is the official start to Pride season, which I believe lasts through the end of June, um, with aftershocks in July and August, all the way through Labor Day. Um, mostly because I think being gay is fun and flamboyant, and there's a lot of outfit opportunities throughout these seasons that can highlight uh, the liberation of queer people. Um, And I think now more than ever, given what's going on, let's liberate queer people. So I'm talking about binge watching Pose on Netflix, which is so good. And it's about the black trans women in the ballroom scene in New York City in the late 70s, early 80s. And it is like, it's just a beautiful show, very well made, very well cast. Um, And I just love that it exists. And it's a really great way to kind of see, honestly, what it's like to live in New York City. Um, It is very real. And also to see like where Vogue came from and where all of that, like all of that incredible dance art came from. It's, it's a really beautiful show. It's very well made. Um, And um, okay. So something that I've been doing, I talked about this in the vlog today is I've been doing moon ceremonies uh, for the last, like since last September. Um, And I'll tell you, it's a funny way that I got to the moon ceremony. So Beautiful Existence, who I interviewed on this podcast um, in January, 2020, um, is an Oracle and had said on Instagram before signing off for a while to go do introspective, not posting on social media work. Um, beautiful existence said specifically connect yourself to the moon, um, and, and honor her cycles, like basically like figure out how to do moon ceremonies. So I've been doing a ceremony at the full moon and the new moon. And that has been so grounding because basically, no matter what I'm doing. And I'm doing a variety of things. Sometimes it's yoga. Sometimes it's a meditation workshop. I've been doing Chris Corsini's uh, workshops on YouTube. So, so good. Love Chris Corsini. Um, just really fun to listen to just like the accent alone. It's like this kind of Canadian living in Portugal. Um, lots of incredible healing. Like I could just feel it energetically. It is real and intense. Like it's very, very real healing. So it's pay what you can. Um, I've loved having that be part of it. I've also loved Sasha. Um, loves to giggle. Is doing a month of Tuesday yoga classes. So I was going to their um, moon ceremonies when they were offering them, uh, and they were really good. And I just got so they were offering them when Beautiful Existence said to do it. I started taking Sasha's classes, and then when Sasha stopped teaching them on the moon ceremonies around the first of the year, um, I just started doing the Chris Corsini workshops and those have been helpful. So it's like, it involves kind of journaling too. But in this whole time, every time a moon is having a phase, I'm asking what is being revealed about myself. Right. And part of asking what's being revealed is also asking what needs to be released. And I've been kind of realizing, like, I still have levels of disbelief in myself, um, which is, you know, not surprising given, uh, my life history and like, you know, but it all comes down to thought life and the way you think about things and like what you really believe. Um, and there's just so many people in my life who really believe in me, um, in all of their different ways. Right. And like support me in all of their different ways. And I'm so glad and grateful for all of that. And I also really need to just like have the level of belief in myself, and be able to hype myself up the way I hype up other people. I think I'm a really natural cheerleader. It's something I really love to do. I love to encourage people. Um, but I'm not always like the best, most encouraging voice inside my own head. So I've been working on developing this, um, this thing called an oriki. Um, so I've been reading this audiobook and by reading, I mean, listening to this audiobook book by um uh, called Professional Troublemaker, the Fear Fighters Manual. If you've ever dealt with um, imposter syndrome, which hi, that's me, um, imposter syndrome, <laughs> definitely. Uh, if you've ever dealt with imposter syndrome, this is the book for you. Um, so far, it's incredibly uh, illuminating and challenging. And that's exactly my sweet spot of like getting out of my comfort zone. Um, so Lovey in the first chapter talks about the Oriki, which is just a, a way of describing someone in encouraging titles. I, I, I don't know if I'm describing that correctly, but basically you kind of put your name and then you say of house, whatever your last name is. And then, um, you list off things about them. So you get an oriki when you're born, but then like over your lifetime, it might develop. So, um, Lovey challenged us to write our own. I couldn't here's what's funny is like in that moment, I couldn't come up more than like my name and maybe the first line, but I've challenged myself every day when I'm walking in the forest, there's a section of the forest where I'm like, okay, let me work on my Reiki. So just thinking to myself, trying to be an encourager. Right. So kind of backing up the intention of like releasing that disbelief with some action, right? Like practicing a new tool that can help groove into my brain and help me think a little bit more encouraging of myself to just kind of like stand in my power Um, And not get, like, waylaid, you know, by whatever distracting thing I want to get waylaid by. Um, But what was interesting in all of that is that, like, I will say this. In about, I want to say this was, like, 2018. It might have been 2017. I looked up Sylvester, the, the disco legend Sylvester, online. And found out that Sylvester was, in fact mononymous, um, which means uses only one name. I did not know that was a thing that you could be like there was a title for that. But I always knew in my heart of hearts that I did not need a last name. And um, now you're born in this country, frequently given a last name. In fact, most people are given three legal names, right? Your first name, your middle name of house, you know, whatever, right? Like so Bevan Barbara of house, long be last name, um, 10 letters. It's a lot of letters. I, I will say I'm glad it's not hyphenated. Uh, my friend uh, Spunky, that's how you all know her. Spunky, is her, she has a new last name and it's not hyphenated because uh, she got married to the love of her life. And so for all the good reasons, she's excited to have just a simple last name, which like, frankly, I was so stoked that my last fiance, I, I wouldn't have been getting married if I didn't think there were good reasons. And the shorter last name that also began with a B felt really good. It felt like the perfect fit, like a Cinderella shoe kind of a last name, you know. Um and cuz all three of my initials are B, right? So that's kind of fun. My mom, I have to say my name is like my mom's greatest work of art. Like um she's an incredibly talented quilter and I love her art, but like I really think my name she like knocked it out of the park. And it's honestly to me it's the first name. I have like first name euphoria whenever I see just my first name on a thing. Like, I, I don't know how many years I had a last name. So my stage last name is Brand Landing Ham, which is like a brand muffin landing on a ham. Um, you can know that, but please never address mail to me with that last name. Please don't use it. Facebook won't let me get rid of it. It's so sad that Facebook is so mean about mononymous people. I just, I feel like I'm enough of a Bevin that like people don't forget meeting me. Um, and that's all I needed to be. And like, once I realized I felt a lot of imposter syndrome, like, kind of leaning into the fact that, like, oh, well, Brittany is known as Brittany, right? And she's not, like, I mean, I'm not trying to even change my government name. Like, and I will tell you this. I know that someday I'm getting married again. Again. I've never actually been legally married. That's a fun fact. But it feels like a divorce when you're, like, planning a wedding with someone and you're, like, cohabitating and then everything ruptures. So, when i get married i will change my last name to whatever the government last name is going to be of my kids right so that's a plan i already have but i just only feel like i need to be known as my first name because i feel like i've done the best job to be the most unforgettable Bevin that there could possibly be um and so like leaning into that i just felt euphoria right like and this is like 2017 i'm kind of realizing this and then um and 2018, like I'm preparing to get married, right? Like I was supposed to get married uh, in 20, wait, when were we getting, oh man, I don't remember and I don't care to. So sometime in there, I was still getting married and I made the decision. Like I realized that name euphoria at that point. I was like, I know my last name's going to be shorter and simpler and easier on legal docs, but I only ever want to sign my first name. Um, I think it looks really cute in a Barbie font. Um, and frankly, like when I imagined my bachelorette party, I imagined shirts with a little Bevan and Barbie font because I'd seen so many bachelorette parties where people had like a white shirt for the bride that said bride. And then the other shirts were like a different color. And they said bride squad, which is cute, but I was like, we can do better. And Bevan and a Barbie font is way better. So <laughs> I like imagine the t-shirts, right. And then, um, you know, then I didn't get married, so I didn't have that bachelorette party, but I knew I felt the name euphoria. No, no, wait, I felt the name euphoria about the t-shirts, and then I did, this is where I cemented the choice to just go mononymous, which is on the Facket Dance Party workout videos. Uh, We filmed it in April 2018, and probably in the summer of 2018, I had to make um, decisions on the captions, or the captions and the credits, and I was like, at that moment, I was like, there's no going back. We are not putting a last name on this project, this most important project of my career so far. Totally, totally true. Harder than passing the bar in two states on the first try. Harder than that, but way more worth it and way more in alignment with who I'm meant to be. Um, and I just realized that. And recently, I just kind of hit a new level of name euphoria because like now we've been on Zoom for like a year. Um, I see people like, here's what's funny. I really love a culture with pronouns after names, but I also really love just seeing my name there uncluttered and you can't get my pronouns wrong. I really wouldn't care if you got them wrong because I don't think to me, I feel like gender is just like a whole universe and it's like pronouns don't even begin to cover it. You know what I mean? And so like, to me, it's like, you can't screw up my pronouns. I don't care what I want to know. I want you to know is that I only use one, one name. There's no last name here. Um, And like, Even just the other day, I was on my friend Ashley's podcast, Elevated Intimacy. Look it up. Um, It'll go up pretty soon. I was on her podcast, and she was very um, intentional and diligent about making sure Bevan has no last name on anything. And I love it when people go out of their way to make sure, like, especially journalists, like, that's been the hardest so far. I mean, other than Facebook, but, like... um, Cause it's like Facebook is forward facing. You know what I mean? Like Facebook knows my government information. Cause I've paid them, gosh, probably thousands of dollars in advertising dollars at this point over the course of the career of a Dance Party. Um, I don't pay for them anymore. I don't do any more Zuckerberg. Um, all I do is just add content. I'm trying to add value. That's really what I'm trying to do. I, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I want more places for people to connect to me. So I'm working on blogging again, Um, And doing this podcast and like kind of have and having a discord server that's attached to my Patreon where people can interact with each other, like a non Facebook way. It's like a messenger service, Um, messenger service. It's like old fashioned message boards, like the way you used to have, like back in the day um, on AOL, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what discord is, but you can also like go into rooms like a cyborg and like everyone's video chatting and we can have a Rocky Horror Picture Show night. Um, We're thinking Potentially in May. Um, So, patreon.com slash FKDP Fat Kid Dance Party. It is um, a pleasure to get to teach these aerobics. It's truly my life's passion. I love getting to share all this growing. And I feel like I hit a huge milestone this week with the first ever Fat Kid Dance Party book club. We had nine locations, including the author of the book, Jeffrey Marsh. How to Be You is the book. Jeffrey was on the podcast episode 77. Jeffrey's birth date is seven, seven. We talked about that in the episode. Um, it was incredible. I'm uploading it to YouTube. It's going to be up there self care party. Um, and you can join the book club virtually and here's how you do it. You can watch that video, a book club uh, of everybody talking about it. And then you can go to the discord and there's a discord server for the book club. And then you can leave your like takeaways from the book or like, even as you're reading it, just like leave little notes in there and talk to people Um, the Discord server is just like what we make of it. And it's going to be this really incredible place where people are growing together. And part of it is because we had a book club. Like I've always wanted to level up Fat Kid Dance Party even beyond the dance floor. And for me, Fat Kid Dance Party is as much about mindset as it is about movement, which is why I started this podcast because I wanted there to be a place where there was more just talking, right? And thinking and growing and seeing examples of lots of ways for people to be grown ups. because that's what I'm privileged to have in my life is a diversity of very smart, amazing human beings that are my friends. Um, and friend, by the way, I use the Hollywood definition. <laughs> my friend H. Allen, who's in like episode one of the very earliest episodes, H. Allen uh, told me, your friends in Hollywood, if you can text someone right now, um, and I really think it's like you can text them and they'll probably get back to you because I get left on read a lot by people who do big project based work, like where they're off like filming stuff 16 hours a day. Duh. Right. Um, but sometimes people don't. Right. You never know who's your friend, who's your not. in in that moment. And it doesn't matter. Like connecting with my friends is my greatest joy. And I get to I've met a lot of people actually in this pandemic because I've done a lot of online events. Um, even just today, I met some people um, just through going to places, getting invited and showing up in Zooms. Um, there's, we really underestimate how much we can do, um, in this information age. It's just extraordinary how like I could feel, I felt like I was party hopping today with my friend, Jennifer, Jennifer XL, who I, um, interviewed. Gosh, it's so funny. I interviewed her about her startup and now she's not with them anymore. And she's doing so many exciting new things. Um, and it's just, it's just thrilling to get to be, even adjacent to the cannabis industry, even just like kind of doing this like self care aerobic situation that's like cannabis positive, right? Like it's not like I'm offering cannabis as a product, but it's so fun to be in this industry because it's full of innovative people who are creating their own lane in what I think is a total frontier, which is cannabis. Um, and I I don't like to talk about cannabis without also shouting out Last Prisoner Project because we need to make sure if anybody's making money off weed, that every single incarcerated person is set up um, to come right out of prison and be set up for the rest of their life. So there's visions happening, Last Prisoner Project is on the ground making some stuff happen. So that's really um, close to my heart and definitely something I've learned a lot more in doing all this networking. But if you want to get in on these events, my nexus has been Tokativity. Tokativity.com slash events is where you can sign up. And I'm actually teaching a movement class at the April 10th social. So I'm going to give you like a kind of field guide to how these things work. You sign up through Tokativity.com slash events. You're going to register on Tokativity. You're going to register for the event. Um, And once you register for the event, Then when the event's happening, you'll also register for an account on Hopin. And Hopin is the platform where Tokativity is hosting the event. Now, what's important about your Hopin account is if you go to any of the chat roulette um, speed networking and meet people that you want to connect to, then your Hopin account is where your connections are. And it's so much fun to follow up with an email and then like have a little more time on a Zoom with someone. And that's how Jennifer and I became friends. And then we were chatting today and we've talked like a bunch of times. During the pandemic, and it's, isn't that fun to meet a new friend, right? You just show up, right? We have this um, magical kid dance party community happening. Um, I never like so for a long time. I just thought that you know maybe I'd get people at the podcast listening to the podcast and coming to aerobics. But then, like when there was interest to like level up and then also read a book together, reading a book is a, I mean, how to be you? Let's be fair. It's not a slow read. It's a very fast read. Um, you could probably do the whole thing in a day. Jenny, uh, um, Angela did said that she did a lot of it in the course of one day, but anyway, um, and also it can take you years to do it. You could also just do it like five minutes at a time in the morning, just like a little chunk, like a devotional, right? Like I really, I'm into this, uh, into mindful mornings and designing my mornings. That's something I'm working on, working through. Um, and, in the designing my mornings process, I'm really focusing on what are my core values in life and how can I hit as many of those values as early in the day as possible. Like in that first like streak of things I do when I wake up in the morning. Um, But I have been really consistent with waking up in a spirit of gratitude. Um, It took a lot of intention to start doing that. But like I was saying a prayer to myself every morning first thing. And that really helps kind of set the tone for like then doing a little gratitude list just in my mind. I don't write it down. I know writing it down is part of the magic too, but like I do what I'll do, right? Like I want to meet myself where I'm at. Um, and so now I'm running, I'm designing some more things to kind of like flow into the day in a way that makes more sense and aligns with my values. Cause honestly, like my willpower is all eaten up. (laughs) And if there's something that's challenging me, I need to get it done, like, very early in the day. So I'm trying to, like, figure out how to, like, come and sit down. So I switched around some furniture in my house. Like, I'm trying to design my environment. Um, I think if anybody has read the book Atomic Habits, you're just going to hear that uh, that flowing through my voice as I talk about my environment. Um, anyway, um, part of, like, being a an entrepreneur is just, like, being agile about constant change. Like, I just... Vimeo, who I use for my faculty dance party um, weekly on demand aerobics, which are through the Patreon page. It's the twenty five dollar level. You get six classes at a time. There's a 10 minute, a 20 minute, uh, two fifty five minute classes, a chair aerobics class, which this month I did level up in a chair Uh, level up is a choreography I do. And then I'm going to do this next class level up standing so you can isolate and just work on your arms if you want to do a, the chair version. Um, and then also a 45-minute canna-size class. So it's a fun thing that I get to do where I get to replace the class every week. So I always have a weekly upload at least once um, to Vimeo. And now I live in the mountains and I have Wi-Fi. So like some, I'm, sometimes I'm totally affected by the weather. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm totally affected by other people's traffic. Sometimes I'm not. Um, so my, if I had like an hour-long class that I was uploading... It could take anywhere from one hour to like 16 hours to upload. Um, And I never know. Right. And so Vimeo changed like the way their whole upload page looks. Uh, And this is just one tiny thing. Like Instagram just changed the way Instagram lives look. Uh, Facebook keeps changing the way pages work. Like it is like trying to have your hand in a lot of different types of social media and like content delivery is like very much requiring me to be constantly adapting to new circumstances. Because like Vimeo's like, oh, we're not going to tell you the percent anymore. It's just going to be this new screen you're not familiar with, and you're it's just a mystery how long this is gonna take. So luckily, like I had plenty of time and it just happened, right? But then the next week I saw that Vimeo put the percent back up and I was like, Oh, I'm glad they fixed that. <laughs> and uh, you know, just continuing to adapt and being agile. So I hear a lot of folks say like, oh, I'm old. I can't learn new things. Uh, I just would challenge you to keep learning new things. Just never stop. It'll be so much easier. It's like a use it or lose it kind of thing. Um, So I am just really grateful to be here, grateful to be doing this podcast, grateful that you're here listening, you're subscribing, you're leaving nice comments. Like if you're one of the people who loves my solo episodes here is this is just for you specifically, I know there are some folks out there who like them. Um, I don't know. I think I saw a comment somewhere, somewhere. Someone was like, Oh, I love your solo episodes. So this is for you. And also like, if you're a leader, right, leading yourself into aerobics, leading yourself into listening to a podcast regularly, leading yourself into watching someone's vlogs, right? Like you want to be influenced by them. And I want you to know what I'm growing through. And I want you to be able to just, as you keep getting to know me hear the growth in me, right? Like, it's interesting, I stopped blogging for a long time. And part of it was like, I just felt like a lot of shame for all the stuff I was going through and all the things I was dealing with. And like, people can hear your heart a lot better on a voice thing, like with your face, like YouTube, right? Versus like writing down in a blog. And here's why people read things in their tone. They don't read it in your compassionate tone. But, you know, writing is still part of my self-expression. And I feel really called to do it again, you know? And so just trying to figure out how I can do that and how I can keep serving and how I can keep kind of adding value and sharing resources. And I've got a lot of recipes and I'm so grateful, Deidre. Um, I totally got on a Zoom with my friend Manda holding a can of black beans and I pointed it at the the Zoom and I said, What do you think I'm making? And she said, Brownies. Because Deidre posted this amazing IG live, uh, it's on our IG stories, Miss Bliss 710. Uh, her magic brownies. She teaches you how to make it with THC and not, and they're delicious. And I made them and they use black beans in a surprising way. Um, I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. And we will talk soon. You're worthy of love exactly as you are. There's nothing you need to change. There's only one of you in all of infinity.